Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 211. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. What is going on? Anyone remember? Standing in the gully. Got some creepy staff. Thumped it on the ground. Spooky purple light. So we are going to begin with combat. You guys get to roll cool because you set this all up. I got five. 2.1. We have vigilance rolls for bad guys. That's some vigilance right there. He has 2.1 and he has a triumph. Maybe he'll use that to see through you quickly. See through you? That I'm not actually a necromancer. Oh, (laughs) I was like... Well, you didn't seem like you were a necromancer. Yeah, but they bought it. Undead are pretty dope. Person and waving around a staff. You were like, it's I'm going to kill you all. I mean, that's what a necromancer would say. It's not going to be nice to his undead. I mean, maybe catch him with. And now, a second group. 1.3. We will additionally have another group that rolls yellow-green. Okay. Uh, we fortunately have... Two players, then three bad guys. How do we do, like, the rest of our groups of elves? They will be fighting other groups of the bad guys. Right. So we've only rolled initiative for the groups of bad guys that are going to be specifically interacting with you guys. Okay. And what we're going to be doing is, overall, a series of encounters that represent stuff happening during this overall battle for the forest. The first of those encounters we're doing is this combat focus on you guys in the gully here. But after we do that, then there will be a few other encounters of other stuff in the forest. And what we're going to do is after each of these encounters, you guys will roll to recover strain, and then we will roll a status of the overall war. Ah, okay. And the status of the overall war, that roll is going to be based on the size of each of the sides, as well as the resources in the leadership that they have. So what you guys do in an individual encounter will affect the status of your side's resources and leadership and things. Okay. So like if you guys take out some of the skeletons and things like that here, then your side will be rolling better in comparison to the other side when we do the end of encounter roll. Okay. And in that way we will not be doing a 30 round combat. That's a good. So You have the first two slots. Yep. The power of the rod that you are holding only extends... To short range. To short range. Yep. So you have say over when actual fighting begins. If there is a target within short range, I guess. So Trick is in the middle of the gully. At the top of the gully are your support. And Hepa is on the wall of the gully, but she is medium range away. Yep. Should she choose to activate her ring, that will end up giving her more maneuvers than normal, which means she can close the distance quite quickly. Okay. But right now, you are down in the center, and the southern end of the gully, 
undead forces start coming in from that side. What you see is a hefty skeleton with a helm on with pieces of armor. He has a small shield on one arm and a nasty looking axe in the hand. Behind him are some shambling corpses with still flesh attached to them, as well as some skeletons, some with bows that look crappy, some with rusty swords. Okay. Not all of these units are going to be fighting you personally, but the other side is composed of archer skeletons, um, stabby skeletons, stabby skeletons, walking corpses, and then the armored, this revenant in the front. And so I'm going to ask both of you to make a three purple fear check because of the revenant. That's a discipline check. I'm not scared of walking corpses, but it's skeletons and revenant. Different story. Well, I succeeded, but I did I did get some, some threats. I got four threats. Four you threats? You were looking for something interesting to start off with. I have success with one threat. Or I can start with strain or drop what I'm holding or whatever four threats does. He learns my... Um, Oh, no. <laughs> so She's so curious. I'm going to consume three of those threats that you give away your location. Okay. Because I'm like, oh, forest fire? Now that would be a little bit too much for her to say. Well, that's like despair. <laughs> Trick, you had threats? I had one threat. So you also could take a strain. That I was not expecting. Oh, we had previously healed strain, or we're arriving here with whatever we're at? We are arriving here with whatever you are at. Actually, let me revise your strain situation. What I would like for you to do is, each of you, your strain threshold is too lower than normal. Ooh, Because ooh. you rode through the night. Yeah, that's right. Oh, right, right, right. That's how I should have handled it last time, not charged you two strain. Trick, you also have already suffered two strain because you cast a spell. Heva's should be at zero, Trick should be at two, each of your caps is lowered, and then now you have each suffered one strain. And Hepa has given away her position with a... <gasps> but at least you're not standing there screaming. True. You progress. Can... Yeah. Progress. No, probably Hepa says something dumb like, I wonder if blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Could that be the Revenant that yeah. Jedith was describing? Yeah. Where do they get that armor from? I thought these were supposed to be elvish undead. Does he have special magic or... Okay. So they are coming in to the gully. And Trick, you are choosing to act when they reach short range. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. I can't admit long range. By the time they're reading them, it's almost too late. What is it you wish to do when they reach short range? Are they all grouped together? We will say that the Revenant and two of the leading groups of minions are all at short range. I will activate a short range. I will use this thing. Okay. Just open up. You're going to use its top tier power. That's not going to cost you strain. Yep. It's going to require them to make rolls, though. Yes. And, again, the purple light goes out in a radius. And, actually, it goes out in a sphere from you. They need to make an average discipline check. This is an action for sure, right? That's a maneuver. Really? Because if it's a maneuver, might as well try to curse them first. Yep, it's a maneuver. Well, perfect. Curses work at short range. That's the default range, yeah. Oh, and I guess I have an implement... If Which I... gives you an advantage. Yeah, okay. This is all, all kinds of creepy hell, but it's fine. Trick doesn't understand. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. How are you cursing them? Uh, he's going to target the big one. Uh, he'll make a, a very cutting comment. Like, you 
fallen once before, you'll fall again, and everyone knows, undead die twice. What is the point of your curse? I decrease his ability in discipline for one round, okay. since I'm going to do this as a maneuver. Alright. Because he still has to roll the discipline check. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, I, see. I want to increase the odds of him failing that check. I see, I gotcha. So this will just be two purples. He has adversary. This will be a purple and a red. Alright, I get an advantage from this creepy thing. You get an advantage from the oh, using nice, an sleek willow that the wood is made from. Uh, yeah, I keep thumping it on the ground. That seems like a nice thing to do. Three successes and one advantage. I pay two string. And he has decreased will until... He has decreased target ability, so I assume that's a skill. Oh, in specific skill, yes. So he has decreased discipline for one round. Okay. What are you doing with your one advantage? I can pay a blue die forward. It's a HEPA, I think, is all I really can do. Okay. So three groups of bad guys are now going to make this discipline check. Yes. The Revenant is going first. That is a failure. So he's staggered. And he suffers three strain. And I heal one wound per... Oh, I'm fine. He also has advantages. Yes. I am going to spend those advantages to give you a black die on your next action. Yeah, that's fair. Because you are now experiencing what Ulf experienced. Oh, that's right. He was not Which is, comfortable with this. Yeah. You feel something directed towards you from the staff. And it's it's not pain. It's not whatever cold wave um, you felt when the staff afflicted you. Yeah. But you can feel that it, it is funneling something to you that kind of just washes over you. This is why I don't use implements. <laughs> All natural magic. Just snap the fingers and stomp, stomp the feet. All right. Uh, but, so three strain on him. Yes. Plus, he is staggered. His minions do not possess the discipline skill, so they're just rolling at their will. Okay. Who knew skeletons were so easy to scare? I mean, you remember how much they got shook up by Ulf using it. That is true. Another failure, this time with two threats. That will be a black die whenever they get around to taking an action. Yep. And then the next group... They pull through. They succeed. They have one threat. Let's go. Somebody gets to advance. Didn't want to make it too easy. Yeah. Well, I didn't want them all frozen. What kind of story would that That's be? interesting, though. I wanted a little piecemeal. The ones that get to advance are actually the archers. So, you release this purple blomp of energy out, and the undead in the lead, you can vis- visually see like that it does something to them. Like, they shudder as it goes through, but then the effect drops off before it hits like the next groups of yeah. undead. You did your maneuver, you did your attack. Yep, I'm not spending to do another maneuver. Okay. HEPA. Okay, I think I want to activate the ring and then just shoot off some blasts. But I don't really understand where Trick is in relation to these guys. Short range. You're up on the side of the hill. Right. Down in the middle of the gully is Trick, and then further south in the gully are these guys. So there's both groups are medium range from you. Right. But the skeletons are still short range away from Trick. So it's like Trick and the skeletons are on opposite sides of the room. You're up in the bleachers. Right. Looking down. The other thing I could do is try to put some brambles in there to just slow them down getting to you. That wouldn't do anything to ranged to bowmen. Yeah, they would still be able to shoot regardless of the quality of the terrain. Let me just clarify again what the first tier of the crystal does. Essentially, it's a maneuver, and it creates a weapon for you. Right. That weapon is this snowstorm. 
and therefore to attack with the snowstorm is an action. The second level of the, the rune is it lets you cast runic magic. Right. And you can do whatever you want with it. If you attack, you get those bonuses. They're bunched up together, so if you do something with Blast and it triggers, then you could end up hurting more than just whoever you targeted. But Trick is not close enough for a Blast. Okay, so he'd have to be engaged for that yes. to affect yeah. him. And All I'm right. saying, essentially, the skeletons and the approaching undead, the ones that he just hit with his cloud, they're all close together, so they are close enough for Blast. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Second Wind, the only thing separating us from knowledge... And then I'm gonna. I can activate the ring, and I can still use the rune. Yeah. Once you activate the ring, you now have an additional maneuver per turn. But there's no limitation on like using another rune while the ring is active, right? You cannot have the implement power of multiple runes happening on the same casting. Okay, so activation is different from implement. So yeah, so then the ring I can just activate that, and then I can go on my merry way, and then be really tired at the end of that. Yeah. When you activate the ring with the maneuver, you are now hasted, essentially. Right. If you are casting through the shard, you're not getting the strain-related issues of casting through the ring. Right. So you have the ring in one hand, on a finger, right. and you have the shard in hand. You know what? I don't think this is going to work to activate the ring, because then I won't be able to cast that much. I only have 10 strain to go with, and that's 6 plus 2 casting. I think that I'll blow myself out in a round. Basically. The 6 doesn't happen until 3 rounds from now. Then it will be, I'll, I'll be like way over strain if I keep casting. Yep. So, but, but you can be spending advantages to reduce oh, strain. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about reduce it because I was like, there's no way to reduce it. If, <laughs> I mean, you, if you roll advantages. It's one of those things where, like, yes. It is expensive. It is very advantageous to have extra maneuvers, but there's a huge cost to that. But there's nothing wrong with using advantages on your rolls to reduce right. your strain. Yeah, I guess I'd have to just stay on top of it. She isn't reckless. She's smart, but she's not that experienced in battle. She's not planning on falling out of a tree this time. True. She is on the ground. Major plus. But as long as he's doing stuff, she doesn't want to get close because she doesn't want to limit his ability to be using the thing. So I don't know if, what I'm going to do with all the extra maneuvers. Those could be aid another. Those they, could be... they can be aiming, which also will increase your likelihood of getting advantages. Okay, let's try it. The only thing separating me from knowledge is the experience of trying all this stuff. So yeah, so I'll activate the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, Light speed. And then attack like an attack spell. Okay. The difficulty normally is one purple for short range. So it's two purples for medium range. Okay. What are you targeting? Are you targeting the guy in the armor? Are you targeting the shambling corpses next to him or the skeleton archers? Those three are grouped together. Let me go to the the archers, I think, since they're the ones that can shoot. You have used one maneuver to activate the haste ring. Mm -hmm. You get a second maneuver for free because of the haste ring. Right. Are you going to use that to aim or are you using it for something else? So then an aim gives me a blue die? Yes. Okay. Six successes with an advantage. Base damage is four. Okay. Four plus six is ten. So how many advantages did you get? Just one. That's not enough to trigger either of those effects. Yeah. So I'll just pass that back over because I can't... Or you have one strain suffered right now, mm, right? I used the oh, second you used second wind. Yeah. <laughs> now you learn your lesson about using your second wind too early. 
but you did 10 damage. Their soak knocks that down to 8 damage. So two skeletons with bows in hand are struck by what? What is this icy thing that you produced? I was thinking basically like snowball. Ah, like a... so essentially it's like crushing damage. Yeah, but it, or it could be like a buckshot of snowballs. Large snowballs come flinging down the hill at these guys. You could just roll a big one. And smash two of the archers to pieces. Excellent. That cost you two strain because you cast a spell. Now it is bad guys' turns. You gave away your position. The archers are going to start moving up the hillside towards you. Okay. So they maneuver to be in short range of you, and then they shoot at you. I say they. At this point, there is only one archer left. Right. The others are crumbled on the ground. He has only two green dice. Also, his bow is inferior. It has a black die on it. I think your defense is one. Yeah. He does not hit you. He, in fact, suffers the indignity of two threats. So he has poor footing on the hillside here. So he has a black die on his next action. All right. The other two sets of bad guys here are staggered this round. Right, which means they get no action, but they can certainly shamble around. They are going to close distance to you, Trick. Yeah, I think that makes sense. They were hit by your blast, and they're, like, shaken from it, and so their grips on their weapons or whatever, they're not very solid. But they move towards you, and so you now have a revenant and some walking corpses... Not a problem. ...right around you. That is the first round. Yep. Going on around you guys... Ponies charging down and smacking at undead. You see a flare of greenish, bluish, turquoise-ish light from Quamilia as uh, she looses fairy fire on some another set of skeletons. Seems like that's got to be really good against undead. Nobody's doing anything about the ones that are like right around Trick because they don't want to hit Trick. That's what they'll say later. I didn't <laughs> You seemed like you had it all under control. <laughs> you also see, like, plants shifting around, trying to block off possible retreat by the skeletons. or So your, your side is doing stuff. Right. But now it's your turns again. Yes. I'm face-to-face with a revenant and some corpses. Yes. I wonder if I can give you something. Oh. Like an augmentation type of thing. Uh, you can go first, then. You will be dealing with increased difficulty due to range. Wait, can you do barrier with range? Yeah, because I did the ice shield thing. You could give him a coating of ice for extra soak. Let me try that. That would be uh, very helpful, yes. The advantage I had, does that pass back to me then for... Next player, yeah, goes to you. So then, yeah, let's go ahead and do that, and then I'm casting that as a rune spell. The default range band for barrier is engaged, and it's an easy spell. Mm -hmm. He is medium away from you right now. So that would be three purples. Okay. Or you could, oh, yeah, you could move, but then you're in short range. Although you got the extra maneuver, you could move, do it, and move back. Very tactical thing. You don't need to step back to exactly where you were before. Yeah. Right. Like, you could essentially run down the gully and then, like, partway up the other side of the gully. You know, you can be moving to better position or whatever. Okay. Yeah, because I don't want to go down where that skeleton did because he didn't have good footing. 
<laughs> We've established that. Yeah. I'll have to maintain that if I want to maintain it, or it's just a one shot. It lasts one round until your turn again. He's got the extra soak. But right. maintaining is a maneuver. That seems like it might be a good thing to do. Yeah. And you don't need to spend the maneuver to maintain until your next turn. Yeah, okay, so then if I use a maneuver to go down there, then it's only two purple, right? Correct. Okay. So yes, I succeed, and I have a lot of advantages. How many successes do you have? One success. One success is one soak Okay. per trick. I'll take it. You will suffer two strain that cannot be healed with those advantages, but you can... Heal the last ones. Correct. Yes, I'm going to do that, but I got five advantages, so Ooh. what can I do with... So you didn't add any additional effects, so there's nothing else that you can trigger, but you can use those advantages in all the normal ways. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to actually use two to heal those two strain. Okay, so I will add, you are allowed to have three maneuvers currently. Right. Because the ring is active. So you can take an additional maneuver for two of those advantages. Right, and I could do eight other or something like that? Yeah. yeah. You could give Trick a an eight other blue and die. And then with the last one, I could do another blue die just to the next ally, yep. right? Yep. That is correct. All right. What is your aiding of Trick in this? Like, are you just, like, uh, encouraging? Something when I ran, right? Because I ran down. Maybe I was a little distracting or something. Okay. Because I shot off the thing, so maybe I can... I don't know if it's, like, Hepa's specifically looks like she's going to do something. Would Hepa psych them out? Like, she could make it look like she's going to do another thing with the rune... But she's actually, maybe more likely that's what they think's happening. She's getting closer, she's doing a thing, but she just puts a thing on him and then runs back up. I mean, Trick is impressed, that's cool. Okay. So maybe it's just a little distracting or sets them off. Yeah, they saw what you did to the other set of, of skeletons, and so they think something's coming at them. Right. And then a sheen of, like, ice. Like, you just got kind of, like, all this icy snow, like, on you. Like, you're coated in frost. Like Trick doesn't really have a beard, so it's not like it's a frozen. Yeah, I mean your frozen. your hair. Well, that's true. Like your bandana is, has a coating of. It's not like an inch thick of ice. Yeah, it's yeah. just like a layer of frost over all of you. Okay. Would have liked to have gotten given you more, but that was still pretty fun. That. Pretty it's also the first time you've done the barrier on somebody else. Yeah. Worked out well. Okay. It is Trick's turn. You have yep. two. Two blue dice and one black dice. And two adversaries who are engaged with you. Yeah, no, we need to go after this revenant. Okay. And knock his skull right off. And then I can use the skull to bash the other guys. All right, are you wielding the staff as a weapon? No, because I'm terrible at that. You're at fisticuffs? It's going to be fisticuffs. Okay. Narratively, he's using the staff to give himself some leverage so we can get a good boot off. Ah, okay. Yeah. Can you do a thing where you stand on it and, like, swing? Like, spin oh, and do two You, feet? like... Put it down so you can like kick out with both your feet. Oh, there we go. That's I think that's a good trick. It's just a description. It's not yeah, yeah. like. But that's that's the way in which Trick is using his cunning to do his, yeah. his brawl. The remnant has defense. adversary. The revenant also has two defense. Two defense. He's got a shield and he also just comes with defense. Okay. Do you have a plan for your maneuver? Here's the thing. I either aim now, or I take like a guarded stance afterwards. I think I aim now, and if I want to spend the strain to take a guarded stance afterwards, maybe I'll do that. Okay. I'm going to spend a story point, too. I think this is wise. You are not super powerful in combat, and you're fighting a rival with adversary. Yes. <laughs> a rival designed for combat. Oh. Well. I'm just saying. Do whatever you can to make it easier. If I need to call in, I could call in Endopolis specifically. I helped him get out of a jam. That's true. But I'm not going to do that yet. 
Right, but that's a good point. In that other combat, we had like, oh, summon somebody with a story point, but actually your power is... Summon somebody. somebody with a story point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes sense for your favor to be somebody can help He you. could come charging down on the pony. <laughs> Why, you pick a Dauntless? I don't know. <laughs> because he owes me, because I got him out of some boring work recently. <laughs> that's true. All right, but let's see how this goes. This is not the worst. You actually. got all the blue dice? Yep. All right. Good news. There's a success. There are two success, mind you. But no advantages for you? No advantages whatsoever. No threats. Okay, how much damage does two success do, though? Four. Clang. Clang. I learned something important. Uh, yes, I need to get oak knuckles. I talk to, talk to Dad and be like, okay, what if instead of carving this, I carve this? That's like dowsing, but for bad guys' faces. <laughs> oh, boy. I appreciate you're taking an interest in craft. You know, maybe for your next birthday. You'd punch and feel where all the water is. Yeah, um, I will spend the two strings. It's like when you punch somebody and it's like slow motion and like spittle comes out. Mm-hmm. You're like, look, I doused that one. Yeah, you would. Uh, <laughs> I will take the guarded stance. So I guess melee attacks. Do you wish to use your favor? Not yet, no. Okay. All right, bad guys are going to go. But I will mention something else to make sure you're aware of it. Okay. At any point in time, triumphs can be spent towards decreasing the amount of time it takes for Cashin to wake up. Okay. This isn't anything like your characters... Like, your characters have various ideas about what is drawing undead here. Right. But you as players have a fair idea that it's related to Cashin's condition. Right. So we said at the outset that it would take three days for the stuff to be ready. But it was explained to Nasir, once it reaches this line, it can be given to Cashin. So triumphs can be spent towards knocking a day off of that. It does not mean that Kachin will immediately appear, but you eyes are going to be engaged in a period of time dealing with encounters and stuff down here, and it might benefit you to have Kachin appear at some point in time. Kachin owes me a favor. You can make Kachin owe you a favor. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to help you as long as he's unconscious. So it will take three triumphs to have Kachin able to be awake. Okay. You chose to use your maneuver to take a guarded stance, Mm -hmm. not to move any further away. All right, they can aim. Didn't think about that part. They are going to pummel you. Well, the shambling corpses will pummel me. Yes. The revenant will ask me a question. <laughs> the walking corpses are going to attack you. What is your defense? Zero, unless the staff gives me defensive. I will grant you the defensive from the staff. So that's two black dice to them, because I also have guarded stance. Did these guys have a black die from previous? The walking corpses do indeed have a black die. Right. So they've got two yellow. Three black dice. Let's go! They are embarrassed as they have failed. Trick can just take the knocks, he rolls the punches. Yeah, they're just flailing arms. They're not coordinated. They look like they could have been bad if they had landed, but there's lots of ducking and weaving and stuff like that. And now, let me ask you a question. This fellow has three brawn and three melee. Okay, then. You were not kidding when he is a combat-oriented... Yes. Adversary. Do you wish to Spend use a story, story point? point? No. Because okay. I want to save that in case you <laughs> can call for help later. <laughs> oh my goodness. These, he can I make me drop what I'm holding. Right? He knocks the staff from your hands. Does he say anything? Yes. Because he had that triumph. Um. He chops the staff from your hand with his axe and he says, You are no master! Well, he's not wrong. 
And his like, there's like kind of faint purple glowing in his eye sockets. So yeah, the staff falls to the ground, which that's fine. It's fine that you don't care. You no longer have it for defensive purposes. But yeah, this, oh. you could lose the staff. Oh yeah, that's bad. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it doesn't activate, knock you out. <laughs> there is one archer. Hepa moves down and then up the other side. Yeah. So Hepa is medium range away from this archer now. This archer is gonna stumble back on down so that they, he can be within short range of you. Right. And he's gonna shoot up at you, but he has a black die from last round. Okay. He is shooting at you. I'm gonna upgrade this. He fails. <laughs> he has two advantages though. So you are going to take a black die on whatever you choose to do. Okay. Because arrows are coming at you. That is the end of this round. If you activate your favor, your person will act in this round. I think I should do that. Because Trick realizes, like, okay, I can't get enough distance. These guys have already closed. I can't get distance to shoot arrows, which aren't going to be ineffective anyway. I can't punch through this guy. Peppa's being effective, and I just dropped the staff. So, yes, I will call in Andopolis. Okay. It turns out to be an amazing swordsman. You know. (laughs) He's just very A good rider. Milkatoast is amazing. Andopolis is there. It's funny that you say that, because it is actually Milktoast who's going to make an attack. Oh, snap. So Milktoast owes me a favor for rescuing his, his rider? Maybe his talent is just being really good with animals. You guys have various opinions about Andopolis, but I will point out, a pony's hooves are like a crushing attack. Mm-hmm. Great against undead. Whereas the swords and the arrows are not so great. So Andopolis, taking Beowin's advice to heart, decides... That's the attack he's going to use. Endopolis is using his maneuvers to have his animal companion do stuff. Yep. Oh, you have one of those too. Yes, but... Mate is... Summoning Endopolis. Mate is flying around, staying out of range of the creepy thing. So various scouts, you know, are charging down and doing stuff. There's shooting going on. There's brambles going on. There's like thorns crushing stuff. There's activity other than you guys, but Endophilus sees that... Endophilus sees the weapon knocked from your hand. Yeah, that was our, our crucial piece there. And so he guides Milk Toast down to, to aid you. Say spurs into action, but we probably don't use spurs. No, I think elves just ride on blankets. I don't even think there's stirrups mm. or saddles. Okay, Milk Toast has four brawn. Oh, okay. And Nate has skills, yes? He has skills. Okay. Yes. So he is a rival. So we will say that Milk Toast is also a rival. Okay. So Milk Toast does actually have a point in Brawl. Milk Toast is going up against... The big, big guns. I think Milk Toast has to attack the Revenant here. Okay. Like, that's the guy who has the axe who just knocked the thing from your hand. Yeah, that makes sense. I am not spending things to make things harder. Do you want to spend anything to make Milk Toast attack better? What do you think? We got one story point left. I don't see why not. This is a big bad guy. Let's do it. Yeah. Milk Toast! Yes! Milk Toast rolls two successes and a triumph. Do you want to crit the Revenant? I think that's good. Our other option is a third of the way to waking up Tatchin. <laughs> I think maybe you want to take out this Revenant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the... Oh, man. Five. He suffers one strain. Okay. Which is an extra wound yeah. for him. It's just the Nick. Yeah, minor nick. Okay, but he has a crit now. He has one crit. Okay, two damage. Plus, he's got four brawn. So that's a total of six. Just something. Which just gets through. Ugh. 
What other tools do I have here? Yeah, what gets through soak? If you have the stun quality, that is not affected by soak. Correct. The staff that you triggered, that ignores soak. Also, just rolling more successes on your attacks. (laughs) I understand you guys are not combat machines, but the good news is you now have, at the bottom of the order, another ally. And we are back to the top in the third round. And you now have Milk Toast in the mix, so Milk Toast can act whenever you want. That is a good point. And until HEPA goes again, you have plus one soak. Yep. So it's, it's beneficial for HEPA oh. to go after the bad guys. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I can. This is my last round of the extra maneuvers, oh, too. Oh, so I, you're so, going to be so posted I can, after this. I will, but so it might be worth it for me to maintain it even another t- round. But yeah, I don't have anything that I can think I can do right now okay. that's going to help you. And if I cast and I don't roll advantages, then I'm completely out. Okay. And the next. So maybe maybe don't do that. Uh, so I might have to just pull out my sword or something. Yeah. Anyway. He's... I will remind you, if you use the top level of the ice crystal, that is not a spell. It doesn't cost strain. It doesn't strain. cost strain. Okay, that's good to know. Do you want Moktos to go again? Uh, we're going to have Mate go. He's oh. been circling above. Okay. So you're taking a turn. Trick is taking a turn. So one maneuver to call made in to swoop at this rabbit. Okay. Just maybe we can knock him down would be really good. Get some distance. I declare it mate is close enough. Yes, because he's been circling. Uh, no, not cause the beak, just annoying swooping. Okay. Trick took one maneuver to call down mate. Can I take another maneuver to aid him? Then I'm going to like distract the skeleton, the revenant, so that mate can get a better attack in. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't think Trick has any productive actions to inject into this. Okay. Story, story points, points are online. all yours. I think I'm going to use one. That is one success. Mate sees some other animal helping you and is like, What? I can uh, help too. But what I really needed was advantages. Because that is two damage. So you don't have the advantages to trigger the stun. The stun or the knockdown, correct. Okay. But that's that's what I had to do to... Yep. In fact, there's one threat. So if that goes to Trick or if that goes to Mate... We will have it go to Mate will suffer one. Good, that's bad. I mean, it's scary. Yeah. yeah. So like, he connects is the same problem that Trick had. That's what it feels like. Uh, then I guess we have Milk Toast. Who can aim this round, or is it gonna stomp and then like grab Trick and rush off? Did you use all of your maneuvers? You did take two because yes. you aided and you. Okay. Yes, I called down the air support. Okay. Do you want to get away? I think that would be wise, and that would be... And Thothos is coming to the rescue, like, from his perspective, like, this is dangerous, this looks horrible, we should get okay. him out of there. Then, and has a maneuver to pull oh, you up. We don't have a staff. And doesn't care about that's that. That's true, that's true. And has the maneuver to pull you up onto the horse. I keep losing the staff. And for Milktoast to get out of here. Okay. And so, Milktoast is not attacking. Okay. They're getting you out of here. That makes the most sense. And... This is the third round of combat. Yep. In my mind, I had been thinking these mini-encounters we're doing to build the full battle. Three rounds or so is like a good size of stuff. Yeah. So we get Trick up onto the horse and get out of there. The bad guys are not going to be able to catch up to a double maneuver by a horse. No. But they are going to be able to take another shot of an arrow at Hepa. Uh-huh. So that's what this one little archer is going to try to do. Finally... There's a hit. Peppa, that is seven damage to you. 
Okay. So what do I do then? Besides yes. Go, ow. Finish them off. You can, back. you can try to attack more or you can fall back. There's no risk of hitting Trick because he's out of there. And if you're out of there, I don't have to maintain the spell, so I don't need to use a maneuver on that. So I will have both maneuvers. But you're about to get pummeled with strain at the end of this round, are you not? Yeah, I will. I was wondering if I could run down and get the staff and then run back up. Oh. I'm too far for that. You have, because of the hasting, you are allowed to take three maneuvers. Right. So it would be one to get down, one to pick up the staff, and one to get back. Right. And then I have an action? What do I do with that? You don't have anything really to do with it unless you want to make an attack on one of these guys while you're down there, but... <laughs> but I could attack with the staff. But yes. that takes an action or a maneuver to do that. Triggering the staff, the cloud of that comes out of the staff, that's a maneuver. That's the first level of the room. Or if I want to cast, then I'd have to spend strain for that. Yes. But Or I could bop with it, which would be an action. Yes. That would be melee heavy. Okay. It's your choice what you do. If you want to go get the staff, you can do so. Otherwise, if you want to have at least taken out one group of bad guys, you probably can get rid of these skeleton archers because there's only one left. Right. But you're not going to be able to do that and get the staff. How does Heba feel about losing an artifact? Oh, yeah, she's getting the staff. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do with this extra action that I have. To do three maneuvers, though, you need, you're needing to spend two more strength. You're going to pass out anyway. That's true. Does it matter to you that you, how far over you go? Yeah, I don't think it does. Because you'll be able to get back. Yeah, if they were at the end, really, then yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to run down, pick it up. What do I want to cast? Let me just do the ice thing again. So let me ask, what order? Does Hepa attack them and then run down and grab the staff to distract them or whatever? Or does Hepa run down, grab the staff, run up the hill, and then turn around and attack them? Mm. What is Hepa's like, thought process? I mean, narratively, it would make more sense to do the attack as a distraction, but strategically it would make more sense to run down and do it because then I'm not rolling until after I'm back up. So I could completely screw up something. And then, uh. Right? <laughs> yeah, so if I roll sense. enough threats or I, I right, despair yeah. and it's like, forget it, nothing else happens. So I think I'm going to take the player knowledge route at this point and I'm going to run down. So the thought would be that she sees the staff on the ground, she sees Trick leave, so she runs down and gets it, goes up, and is like, oh, I guess I can still attack, and then she does that, and that's... Fires off. Get back up, one last shot. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't... I don't think it seems as cool as if Trick were to do it, but it's basically like, oh... Just do it without looking. Yeah, fire a shot over the shoulder, kind of, as you retreat. Yeah. And I'll use the ice shard, even though she really wants to play with the staff with them, but I don't think she's thinking about that. Yep, that's what we're going to do. The archer is by himself, or they're all together. The revenant and the walking corpses were clumped together because they were fighting trick. The archer is a little bit away because right. it was more focused on you. So I could do the archer who's injured or the clump who's not. You know what? I'll just go for the archer. Yeah, I could just do that straight up, see what I roll. But you I have one story point. Go for it. To upgrade this, that would be a pretty easy roll, though. I mean, triumphs. Useful. Maybe I wake up catching. Maybe. <laughs> Does it really seem like I should use that on one lonely injured archer, or should I go okay. for But it's not going to be... Let me tell you metagame-wise. Yeah. If you do not take out at least one of these groups, you haven't affected the strength of the enemy at all. Okay. Uh, that's true. Okay, then yeah, that sounds like a good enough reason to 
do that. I don't know that she knows that's it's an easy shot because she's near him. Oh, she did triumph. So then two successes and two advantages. Okay. Two successes on an attack. So six. So two soak. Four damage goes through, which is exactly what was needed. Yay. To take out that skeleton archer. Excellent. And you have a triumph. Yes. That guy was not close enough to anybody else for blast to affect. Right. So your triumph, there isn't really a magic-y thing to do with it. We can give it to Catchin. Add it to the Catchin pool? Yeah, we might as well. And then the two advantages I can use for these two... Heal three old strain? You can heal old strain with it. Yeah. And then when I get the six, that's all I have for now. Does that put you over then? No, because I only have six. Oh, perfect. Just lucked out with that, because a couple of threats would have taken me down. But I do like this ring, I have to admit. You're just terrified of the wall of strain looming in the distance. Well, being at the 10 strain also kind of was like, I can only cast twice. Oh, oh, I see. Right. Because you are a lower, because you didn't sleep. Now I see the importance of getting a good night's sleep. Yep. Okay. Please roll to recover strain. Cool or discipline. Oh, can I spend that on catching? He gets some good sleep. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Triumph for you. So, I mean, we did terrible in the fight, but. That ends the encounter, so we will now do the role of how did things work out. Oh, right. And I, I have the staff, and we'll see. Unless it takes over my body and makes me... That's right. Okay. Mal, hepa, finally. So we're going to build this dice pool, and I'm going to tell you what all goes into it and let you know how your actions in the combat helped this. They didn't. Do you want, <laughs> do you want me to build the bad guy's pool first or the good guy's pool first? I think the good guy's pool first. Yeah, me that think. sounds good. Okay. Good guys, pool. You start with three greens to represent the size of the elvish forces. That's one die for the scouts that are prepared, one die for the magic users you brought in, and one die for the PCs. Okay. You also get boost dice for the resources on hand. One of those boost dice is the staff in your possession. All right. Nice job. So if you had lost the staff and it had gone to the other side, that boost die would have been going to the other side. You also get another blue resource dice for the ponies. <laughs> ponies! And you get an upgrade from Beowin's leadership. Oh, that's good. So if something colossally bad had happened that had led to something taking out Beowin, then the overall forces would have been leaderless morale issues. Bad guys side. The bad guys would have been at four purples to represent the size of their forces, but you managed to eliminate a group that you were dealing with. Yep. And so in the parallel of the larger forces, other elf groups took out other bad guy groups. So they are now at a base of three purples instead of four purples. They get a boost die essentially at it for them simply because they are undead. They do not need supply. Mm. So while you guys, like, while this whole combat is going on, like, people still need to be, like, foraging and, like, having food and nourishment, the undead don't have to deal with that. They're also probably not as scared of us as we are of them. They were embarrassed, but not scared. (laughs) Now, they have two leaders on their side. So they quarrel with each other and it makes it worse. (laughs) (laughs) So they have two upgrades on their side. If you had taken out the Revenant that you guys were dealing with, then that would have been knocked down. So that's the overall combat role that's going on here. Would you like to cast the bones? Or shall I? I think you should. Okay. Should I spend a story point? It's up to you. 
I will, because this is like the first war that has been on your soil in 30 years. Okay. What we have is a failure with a threat and a despair. Nice and straightforward, at least. We all die. That was only the first of four mini-encounters. We're all dying. So, what this means is that the warfront actually moves towards your central village. Yep. Do you have thoughts on despair? Like, is Beowin critically injured? I don't want to use despair to, like, flat-out take out one of your leaders. I... We'll discuss possible uses for the despairs once we discuss, like, what the next scenario is. That makes sense. So, you guys did not win your overall combat encounter. The elves retreated. You're falling back towards the main settlement. Morale is low. That I can help out with. What we need is an encouraging song. Okay. Which is not a spell. What was the state of, like, how many undead were there? Because before we kind of had an idea, but now that we've seen the battle, or can we tell with our different sections? Or is that why morale's low? <laughs> we're going to fold that information into, like, discussions on, like, the, the retreat trail here. Mm-hmm. So you can certainly do what you want to try to improve morale. Yep. So I'm using this despair to say morale is low. Mm-hmm. That throws an extra impediment into the next encounter. The next encounter is the retreat, which also involves rescuing civilians. You'll remember when you guys headed south, you stayed at a, a nice, friendly little elf family's hut. They gave Heifer her first set of parchment for map making. Right. So there's some elves who live further from the village center, and they need to be gotten to safety. So as you guys are falling back and discussing like how the battle went, what you learn is that the initial estimate was 10 to 30 on the skeleton side, and it's sounding like it was more on the 30 end. You now know that there's two revenants, not just one, and there was some successes against the other side. So... Now it's looking like they're down to 20 instead of 30. But there are still both revenants. So what that means is they have kind of like the ability to have two prongs of stuff. And so they can threaten two areas of the forest on their way north. And so your scout groups and stuff are going to have to split up and disperse to get as many elves out of the line of danger. So what you're going to be attempting to do here is you're going to be describing how you guys are helping with this. You are free to employ whatever skills you want to bring to bear here. Mm -hmm. And it's going to involve essentially three rounds where you say like what your plan is and what skill you're going to roll. And then we'll see how that all goes and then we'll do a second round and a third round. And so in addition to the getting people to safety, there is also keeping up the spirits of those around you. Because of that despair. Yes. I literally have encouraging song, but that's about like literally helping other, giving people like blue dice and things. So you can be using encouraging song if that's an action you take. That is an action, yes. So if you feel like there is some abilities that the other scouts or shamans would have like, that you would want to enhance. It might be helpful for Beowin to get a boost. Oh, and she's our leader. Yes. You can use a boost for her to make a leadership check. Yes. Okay. Like, Beowin's always very professional, but... And then she also gets down. Perhaps the despair... Um, and I'll take that as a upgraded difficulty on this check, if you want. Okay. 
like Beowit looks dejected, which she very rarely shows any emotion. You're not friends with her. You don't hang out with her. That's true. As far as Trick's concerned. But the troops can tell something's a mess. She never shows any emotion because she only sees her at work. She hasn't shown no emotion. She's joked with you a little bit about me. She's that's not true. A robot. But she's like Trelane. She's all business. She is very professional. Yes. But that's not the same thing as emotionless. That's true. But it seems like you could do a great job of reframing the battle. That might be a way to do it. Yeah. that's like It wasn't really that bad. Or we so did I think great. that's what Trick will do. So maybe we need to ask the question of, did we actually lose any elves? That is a reasonable question to ask. There was a despair here. There was a despair. How can we address this question? Uh, well, you could spend an evil story point and say, yes, we definitely lost some elves. I think I am going to spend the negative story point here and say that there was two elf fatalities. That was cut short. They were not elves whose names you know. Because I know you, I know me, and I'm not dead. And then Dothless isn't dead, and then my sister. And I was like, no, don't my, let my sister. Oh my goodness. If I was going to kill a family member of a PC, it would not be from a random flip of a Dothless. <laughs> no. No, because then, then next thing I know, I don't remember a sister. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Mother's like, I'm getting better at this. Okay. So, we have lost a junior scout and we have lost a shaman. So, Eowyn is down on herself. She was on patrol. So she feels like it's her response. As much as, like, yes, Trick and Heffron and this human who is no doubt responsible for all this. Like, she was the one on patrol. She was in charge. So she feels that... Yeah, she's the... The failure. The leader of the force here. And so, any lost elf is on her. And she's got that leadership. She fancies herself something of an, an elvish captain as well as a, uh, a rider. Do you have a role associated with your encouraging song? I have song? encouraging song. It is in average charm or verse check. Then please roll your encouraging song um, and give us your words of, of wisdom. Yeah, and I think I will make this verse because I have natural liar. Which like applies to verse. Applies to verse, but not to charm. So Trick tries to be very professional with Beowin, but he's, got a, he's using verse, so he's framing it as a story, I guess. So does this involve, like... These elves died in the like the line of their work, like that. That they, is true. Like this they is did. What they were for. Well, that's not oh. how we would put it. I think Trick would say like we will have to make sure to remember them. Unlike some elves. Like some elves. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, and we know that they will not have died in vain. They were doing their duty as all of us must do, and it was not for nothing because we are scouts. We were scouting them out, and we have learned a great deal more about. How many we're facing, the scope of what we're facing. We're not an army, right? We don't meet in the field of battle and go toe-to-toe. We can harry them through the forest. This is our home. This is our turf, right? So we will keep the scout up, and every time we pull back, more of them fall. And eventually we will we will pull through. Okay. Make your roll, please. Or fodder a win and red shirt a win. Yeah. <laughs> fodder a win. Yeah. Natural liar. We still have the staff. It seemed to attract them in some way. So we're, we're making progress. I don't think we should deploy it, however effective it was. But uh, we're learning things about them. Oh, yes, that's much better. Yes, that's four successes. Okay. For each success, one ally within medium range gets a blue die on their next roll, which I declare to be all allies in our little group. So the other roles that are going to happen is Beowin is going to make a leadership check. Yep. 
All right, so Trick, you succeeded your roll there. So Beowyn is going to make literature check, and Heva is also going to make a check that reflects her involvement in this. So your role doesn't have to be related to the, the morale issue. It can be related to the, the getting the civilians to safety and stuff like that. Baywin can give her a little leadership speech first, or you can say what you're doing first. I was thinking, unless there's something else, I was thinking probably medical support. Oh, that's So just like healing or that, yeah, treating. That would be very good. Because two elves fell, but other elves are injured. And yes. we are down a shaman. And we are down a shaman, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, medicine checks always make me happy, but healing is probably more effective right away. But do you have the strain to spend? I do, but the medicine check actually overall, unless we're going straight back into battle, will they will heal more from it. It's completely fair for you to treat people medically. Yeah. Like, you know you're better at it. Well, and I also, because I have the apothecary, they will. I have knack for it, and the apothecary, they'll get more just from being under my care. So, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. I don't know if it affects... Beowyn's role at all. It, it's not going to affect Beowyn's role, but you getting successful on your role will will help towards yeah. the overall role for the encounter. Okay, so then why don't I do that first? That way, if there's anything beneficial that I can pass on for leadership. And you get a blue die. I get a blue die because... Because encouraging song. Oh, right. The only thing separating us from knowledge. Technically, yes. We, <laughs> look, we had to learn this somehow. <laughs> so the difficulty of your role is going to be red, purple, purple. You're dealing with a large group of elves who are bummed and injured. Right. They're sad and injured. Do we have any story points? We have one story point. Let's use it. Four successes. All right. So Hepa manages to treat four elves as you're making your way from the battlefield. Some elves are still kind of like harrying the skeletons to slow their progress. Fenowin is keeping the terrain bad to slow the onward. That is good. And Baywin is going to make her speech. She gets a blue die from Trick. She is also dealing with a bunch of sad elves. Very sad elves. I'm upgrading the difficulty of her check further. I mean, I didn't make them happy, I just healed them. Uh, What is her leadership? She's got two leadership ranks and she's got a presence of three. Okay. She has a threat, but she has three successes. Three elves feel better. (laughs) Herself and us. <laughs> okay, but this round, everybody succeeded at what they were doing. Oh, that's true. That's the important thing here. Yes. And I am building a threat pool. So, Beowyn addresses everybody. You know, the, the forest is their home, and protecting it and the elves in it is their responsibility. And they're going to remember those who have fallen here, and they're going to honor their sacrifice by, you know, doing a good job. And... They didn't die in vain. We gained more information. We know more about the foe we're facing now. In addition, we know that the foe has two distinct leaders and is separated essentially now into two sets. And so we are also going to split up in this way. And this means like a full host is not necessarily going to reach the village. So Beowyn is going to have some of the elves head towards the east and some of them head towards the west to go and get whoever they can um, out of their homes and retreating back to the village. Now, you, in general, live in small little wooden houses and things like that, but there is a more impressive structure that is Volus's house, quote-unquote. It's an open area, like he's got his 
home within it, but it has the elven equivalent of like a palisade around it. So it's got like thickets and stuff like that, something that like presents walls and things like that. So the goal is to get whatever civilian elves out of the woods here and like run him back to town so that they can all take cover inside that palisade. So what are you going to do to help with the finding and getting elves to safety? Some skills to consider. There's definitely applicable knowledge skills towards like locating houses and things like that. There's also applicable social skills towards convincing people of a problem or calming down people who are upset by it, as well as physical skills in terms of like evading bad guys and stuff like that. So pretty much it's open to whatever skills you can think of, or if it helps you to just like talk narratively about what your elf is going to do, and then we say, oh, this is the appropriate skill for that. So you can lead with whichever direction you want. I feel like geography might be a really handy skill for me to contribute right now. Right. I mean, you do have the map of where everyone lives. Yeah. So just kind of figuring out based on the map what's the best way to... So before the whole, like, scouting crew, like, splits up to disperse to go to these locations... Right. You kind of, like, go over, all right, this, 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 and this. Yeah, here's where everything is. And that can kind of be based on, like, the quality of my map a little bit. Right. Or whatever. Do you wish her to roll before you do yeah. that? Yeah. All right. see what happens. What's the difficulty on it? Two purples and a red. I did get a triumph. Oh, but I did roll up a lot of threats for our threat bank. That's fine. Remember, flash of insight, that means you get to immediately roll... Two blue dice. So nice. you have a chance there of getting rid yeah, of some of those threats. So make sure you see what you have now. Oh, that helps. Get rid of some of those threats. And that adds another success. So two threats at the end of it, but five successes. And, and a, triumph. a triumph. What do you wish to do with your triumph? So we could try to get Catchin to wake up more, unless we can think of something else that would be more helpful here. I feel like that's a generally good thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it's going to do. The other thing would be to, like... She actually looks and is like, you know what would be a good place to head them off would be here. Or something like she just has a flash of insight of what would be a good defensible place to help us with our next... I don't know what we're doing next. I'm assuming we're in a fight again. Like, a, yeah, it's going to be like a battle sandwich. It's up to you. I would only say, like, we're at this particular moment, we're not under extreme threat. Yeah. Whereas other times, we may definitely need a triumph. And we'll want to spend it on something Let's else. try to wake up catching a little bit more. That was kind of... I feel like that's sort of an interesting thing. Hopefully it's not a bad thing, like he wakes up and he's like, I kill you all, but... Okay, so you do a fabulous job with your geography check. Your map is very accurate, very detailed. Since you have been home for two months, you know, you traveled around a little bit, you know, you went on little day trips and you fleshed out what you knew about your own forest. Right. It was one of those, like, eh, really, Chick and I shouldn't get lost so much, like, <laughs> we should... <laughs> At least not this close. Yeah. You know, and then maybe, you know, maybe a more detailed map. Go to Alric. Uh, well, because I have Butterbell, so I can go a little bit further, a little faster. Yeah, and you, didn't you take a point in riding? Yeah. So that means that you were, like, going out on rides with her to practice and stuff. So right. So you took advantage of the time, you annotated your map better, and now it really benefits your people as you point out the exact locations of all the huts that are in between the fighting and the village. So the, the elves can disperse with, like, extremely detailed instructions on how to locate them. Right. I did get the two threats, so I'm assuming you're getting that, or should I take it as string? I'm going to take them towards my bank, because I do have something to do if that threat counter is hit. Trick. I'm torn between trying to convince people who go, who might not want to, 
or setting up some Ewok-style traps to slow them down. That's nice, and Fenwin would approve. Yeah, let's let's go with the Ewok-style traps. That's the survival check. That's perfect. Can Mate help you with that? I don't realistically... Oh, he can tie knots he in can. high places that I can't get to. <laughs> yep. Well, he can also get an aerial view and see which where they are exactly. Oh, that's actually a good point, too. Mate is, believe it or not, helping. Mm-hmm. Two purples and a red. Interesting. Net, two advantages. One despair, one triumph. I will take some strength. That feels great. Okay, so you have a failure. I could hurt myself on one of these traps, for example. Let's give you a crit. That sounds fun. 52. Fearsome wound. Is it to your cunning? No, to presence and willpower. Ooh. Until this is healed. Okay. Or do you hit yourself in the face? Yeah, I got a horrible scar across That's going to make it hard for you to convince people to be calm. Everything is fine. Nothing to be worried about. Uh, but for discipline, that's a real bad news. So, in this second round, what NPC do you guys want to do something? So in the first round, Bayman did something. Do you want Fenomen to do a role here? Yeah, I think that's good. Do you have another? Chameleon would be the other one that I can think of. We have Endothelus. I'm curious what Camellia would do. Or Renwick. I don't know. Sure, we haven't seen. Camellia's, well, she's a sorceress, so... Would you rather have Renwick, then? Who is it most interesting to you guys to learn more about who they are and what they can do? Camellia. That's what I mean, yeah. Okay. You have a triumph. Yes. So, you guys have already spent three triumphs on Kachin. Yes. Which means, unbeknownst to you, the potion has actually boiled all the way down... And Nasir has administered it today. Turns out things boil better when Nasir's around. Turns out Nasir can coax liquid to do things. <laughs> Let me just help you a little bit. <laughs> oh, you're really just evaporating off all the water. Well. <laughs> so you do not need to spend any more triumphs towards waking Catching up. Right. You can give it to somebody else's role, you can save it for the rolling next round. Let's let's give it to Camellia. Okay. Because clearly Trick is a dunce. She's going to have to take care of this. Thankfully, she's very competent. Your triumph is not used for Camellia to be, like, waspish towards you. Not towards you. She's just like, ah, I will take care of this. Or she feels bad because you hit yourself pretty good. I mean, maybe. Do you want Camellia to do something about your face? Oh, that's probably a good idea. She has healing capabilities, doesn't she? She does. She... Spent her time in the shaman ranks before she upgraded to sorceress. And while it is true that in the Battle for Westnoth game, the sorceresses no longer have their healing abilities, in the real world, they just... Don't use those as much. They don't focus on that aspect yeah. of things. They don't hone it. Camellia knows that you have a way with words and persuading people. And that in your current level of injury that you have suffered here, that it's going to be a hard sell. Yep. That everything is fine. So there is an air of practicality in her treating of you. It's not like, oh, my poor cousin, you're injured. But in her, like, talking with you and stuff while she does this, the flavor of that conversation is more towards, like, we need to, like, defend these people. We need to get these people out of here. Her focus is somewhat... The forest belongs to the elves, and these undead are encroaching upon it. Essentially, these elves in their little huts that we need to save, they have a right to their livelihoods 
and they're it's like there's like an an elf rights convention essentially like so for her this is sort of like a matter i will tell you she has justice as one of her motivations like the civilian elves have a right to an undisturbed peaceful life in our forest and the undead should not take that away from them you have a crit that needs healing yep you had a triumph that you were using on yep. her behalf so she upgrades her role Cornelia has two primal and four cunning you heal a strain in addition to hmm. having your face fixed this is why she was always so good at primal like primal's all cunning based <laughs> could never match up to Cornelia. yeah let's fix it back together I'll mention this to the, the Revenant when we see him, that he's infringing on our rights. Thanks. Thanks, uh, thanks, Camellia. I'm trying to think how she responds to your jocularity. You know, she's like, right, but first, the elves. <laughs> you know, like, essentially, don't go seeking out the Geltons. We need to get the elves out of here. Yes. All right. We are now in the final round of rescuing civilians. Are there any holdouts, people who, like, refuse to... Cratchy old elves who either don't believe in the threat or think they can defend their own homes? Yes. Certainly. <laughs> Trick would like to go to one of them, and like Baywood or something has already come by and like raise the alarm. They're like, nope, I'm not moving. Like, didn't move 30 years ago. I'm not moving now. Whatever. I'll be fine. Trick will go in, and he'll be like, look, you're right. There are no skeletons. We're running a drill. We need to know how fast we can get everyone to go. So the sooner you can do that, the sooner we can all move on. You can come back here, and everything will be totally fine. This is a deception. This is a deception. By, like, just projecting empathy, like, look, I know it's stupid. Yep. <laughs> we just, you know, we need to be able to check off 100% on our huts cleared look, list. Look, I haven't been cut at all. <laughs> just, When's just, the last time you went to visit the village, main village? Come on. The council is asking. They've assembled you... and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can complain about it to Volas when you get there. Okay. To Lord Volas when you get there. I like uh, it. This is Super Bowls in Red is the difficulty of Crotchety Old. Yep. One success. All right. Reluctantly agrees to come along. Hepo, what are you doing this round? I don't know. How long is do we have for something like this, narratively? Like, is this just like a quick we have to do? So you guys arrived on the front at the dawn of day five. Right. There was fighting, and now there's falling back. This will cover, like, the rest of that day. What sort of things are you thinking about? Well, I was looking at alchemy. I was like, is there something I could do to, like, just to help us supply-wise? But I didn't know if I had enough time to be mixing things up or... But I don't have any components or anything. And I don't think I brought my kit. You did not bring the kit with you because parts of the kit are sitting on a table in... Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you are allowed to make alchemy rolls at a harder difficulty level without the kit. I mean, I could do more medicine. I would prefer for you not to do the same type of check multiple times. I mean, I could also try some sort of a knowledge, like adventuring or lore, but I don't know what... Extract some specific details about undead? Yeah, that might be a a helpful thing. I mean, that doesn't help get people out. Right, but it's helping us prepare for the next fight. I'm trying to think if that's adventuring. Like, if this is geared towards, like, their weaknesses... This would be pulling from stories. Or is that forbidden? <laughs> it is not forbidden. Yeah. Or you could do some writing. You could literally evac some people. Yeah, I could do that too. If you wanted to do the alchemy thing, 
that would be allowed to be chosen and that would be at an increased difficulty compared to other roles because you don't have your stuff. Right. But that would represent either preparing explosive, you know, like setting mines or whatever, like, or it would represent like, you know, putting more poultice packs together. Like there's definitely alchemical ways to help here in terms of useful materials um, or like setting bomb type things, you know, somebody has informed you about various ways to make explosives from the alchemy materials. So that would be the alchemy application. I mean, I kind of like the knowledge a little bit more just because it's a little bit different from what we've done so far, but more similar to what she does. But I could just use writing and if we're just about getting people moved. Anything you choose that you can frame as being useful can be applied here. So if you want to make a knowledge check for like discussing like what you know about undead, the actual narrative setup of that is like you're at somebody's hut and you're like, look, this is for real. Like these things will do this and that. Right. And like I've fought them and they have these abilities. And like you're sharing your knowledge of the thing. And right. that's what goes towards persuading these people that there's a real threat and they need to get oh, out of their Yeah. Home. I mean, because I've fought some and also I've heard stories about battles. So there's a lot. I kind of have a little bit more information. So, yeah, that I think that would be great. Okay. I think that's going to be adventuring. Okay. Because this is like your personal experiences fighting these things and what you've heard about the battles and stuff. It's going to be two purples and a red. Two successes. Okay. So you tell these people about your experiences and make them understand the level of the threat here, as well as the immediacy, right? Like you've, in the last three months, you have had multiple experiences related to the undead. And also, like, ten minutes ago. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of them. So, that all goes well. Is there an NPC you would like to act in round three here? I think Fenowin might be good. I was going to say, I kind of chose the last one, so... Yeah, I think... Let's see what Fenowin's up to. All right. Fenowin's got three primal and four cunning. She's brambling up. She is brambling up. She's brambling large areas. I'm going to upgrade the difficulty of her role here. Oh, no. She succeeds. Exactly one. And she creates a large area of thicket, so she has slowed down the enemy. There's no advantages or threats on that. Your threat counter has only gotten up to three. So now we are going to roll for the end of encounter. How is the situation overall? Yep. Out of a total of nine rolls, there were eight successes. Sorry. Oh, because <laughs> oh, you'd rolled the triumph and the despair. Yep. That's okay. That was the most interesting thing, though. So the size you are dealing with is still three dice, and it is upgraded by Beowin's leadership. You still maintain the staff and the ponies. You have gained a blue die from no longer needing to worry about any civilians out in the fields. So that is good for you. On the other side, they... We're previously knocked down to three purple dice by the ones that were eliminated in the fighting. They've now been knocked down to two purple dice because like thickets and stuff like that have separated them off. They were split into two units and you guys, you know, split similarly and the scouts have still been harrying them while other people have been focused on getting people to safety. So they are are now down all the way to two. They still get a boost die because they're undead. They still have their two leaders. So the benefits that you have gained this time around is you've knocked their side down even lower, plus you have increased your side's boost dice. Do you wish to spend a story point on this roll? You have two story points. I feel like we kind of should. Might as well. 
two success and four advantages. Okay, that digs you out of some of the hole from last time. They are not gaining ground, so you you do not need to be like now fighting at the edge of your village yet. So we are more wily when we're retreating. Makes sense. That's what elves. That's what they teach you in scouting school. That's what we're Pull back. Yeah. Inform. Yeah. And they don't build walls. In undead school, they just learn to attack. Yeah. been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized, narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.